Hey guys, welcome to the virtual assistant space. I am your host, Bree, a former virtual assistant turned OBM and now VA coach. I want to welcome you to this podcast. First and foremost, you are in the right place if you are looking for a space for virtual assistants. Here we go through topics of the ups and downs of starting your own online business, freelancing to do's, freelancing to don'ts, and honestly, anything and everything in between of learning how to own, operate, start, grow, and manage your online business as a virtual assistant. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I have got another guest for you. I found this nice little lady through a Facebook group. And let me just tell you, her energy shines through her photos and her words. And I'm so excited to bring her to you today. Her name is Dana Humphrey. Dana, would you like to say hi? Hey. So a little backstory for Ms. Dana. She is a life coach and death doula. She's also the owner of Whitegate PR a partner at NYC Retails and a sales pet expo. She is the pet lady. Ms. Humphrey is also a marketing course instructor for entrepreneurs and a professor. She enjoys life as a cat mama to Chance and Sassy, of course, and she lives in Rockaway Park on the beach in Queens, New York. Please welcome Ms. Dana Humphrey. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So Super excited to have you here. First and foremost, our conversation started, guys, whenever we got on the call today. She said, you know, I'm, I'm in New York. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I would love to be on the beach. And she's like, where are you? And I'm like, Louisiana. It's super hot. <laughs> I'm so jealous of where she is right now. So, Dana, give me a little bit of insight into you, what you do, what makes you tick. Great. Well, um, I'm sitting at my desk right now here in New York. And I have to tell you, it is a hot day here as well. But <laughs> Um, my windows are open. And when I look to my right, I'm able to see the waves and the beach. So it helps keep me in a little bit of a Zen vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, I, what makes me tick is really, um, you know, my morning practice and, uh, dancing. I'm, I'm a hardcore entrepreneur. I have four companies. I do a lot of different things. And, Every single morning, I start my day with um, hot water and lemon and hot yoga. And that really gets me centered, gets me sweating, gets me breathing, gets me meditative and focused. And, um, and then I, I really start my, my work day around 11 a.m. And that just gives me the whole morning to just do work on myself, do things that I need to do. And then I'm available for my clients and my projects hundred percent, the whole rest of the day. And I do, um, I do also love to dance. I dance a lot. And for me, dancing is my medicine. Um, it's a place where I process ideas, process problems, um, am able to kind of clear out all the, the different, um, pr- problems that come up throughout the week. And that's where I really like release it all. And, um, and problem solve. So those are some of the ways that, that helped me tick. Um, I started my first company, Whitegate PR back in 2007. And along the way I developed, um, my personal brand, which is the pet lady, where basically I, I go on TV and I give pet owners tips and tricks on how to take better care of their pets. And, um, I also along the way partnered up with a friend of mine, um, and now we're business partners for the NYC Retails and Sales Pet Expo, which is a, a trade show in Manhattan for the pet industry. 
And then during the pandemic, I was in Guatemala for a couple of months and um, shaved my head and launched a life coaching business and um, also went through death doula training. So those are um, two newer things that I've added to my repertoire. And um, also in the last couple of years, I wrote a memoir uh, that will be coming out in November. Ooh, that's exciting. So I, first of all, love the fact that you have your toes in several different things. I think um, for a lot of our aspiring entrepreneurs, it's, you know, it's hard to look at your career, you know, five years down the road and you're, you're looking at all these people and they're doing so many things like you and I are, we have our toes in kind of everything. Um, so it's hard to kind of look down the road and say, you know, in five years from now, I could see myself having multiple businesses or multiple passions. Um, what was that journey like for you, just being able to allow yourself the freedom to be able to do all of that? Yeah, that's a great question. When I, you know, when I first started, um, white gate PR, I definitely did not envision myself having multiple businesses. You know, it was a lot of work. It was very time consuming, um, to, I was kind of all in for the PR business and I was working long hours and, um, I guess just as I've, you know, matured, I started my first company when I was 25. Um, I've, I've really learned to, you know, be less of a workaholic and um, prioritize time for myself. And I'll tell you a little story. I have my email hosted through Bluehost and my website and everything. And they have a feature called unlimited email. And, uh, you know, when I was in the beginning stages of my PR business, they called me and they said, you know, I know we said it's unlimited email, but you're sending too many emails. You're sending more emails than anyone in our whole system ever has ever. (laughs) And I'm like, that's impossible. I'm one person. (laughs) That's awesome. And um, they're like, yeah, we just like, we can't handle like how many emails you're sending that was like the pace that I was at when I first started, you know, it was really, really intense. I would work all day. I'd go to happy hours in the industry and then I'd come back and work some more. And really what I've learned is now that I take time to meditate and kind of recalibrate and center myself, I get the same amount of yeses that I did when I was sending thousands and thousands of emails. I just prioritize my energy. So I'm, you know, I maybe send 10 emails and get five yeses versus, you know, sending, spinning my wheels and going crazy and sending lots and lots of emails and still getting the same five yeses. Mm. So I've been able to, um, kind of just streamline the way that I do things, which allows space for other projects. Mm-hmm. I love that too. Um, so when we talk about prioritizing ourselves as entrepreneurs and changing, you know, this hundreds of thousands of emails going out versus now you're sending out less emails, you're getting the same amount of yeses. What do you think, or how, I guess, do you think your daily routine and your prioritization of yourself has made you shift? What do you think the messaging for your client side, like, what are they seeing the difference between getting, you know, a hundred emails versus one? What's the difference there? Honestly, um, every year that I'm in business, um, I am more valuable to my clients because I have better connections, more connections, stronger connections. It just keeps building. Mm -hmm. 
and you know the and the depth and the breadth just keeps expanding you know for the pr business i work with pet product manufacturers and i have clients that you know come back to me year after year for different projects for different trade shows things like that my pricing hasn't increased that dramatically but i would say that the value that they get has increased mm-hmm. just because I'm always gathering new ideas, new people, new strategies, new TV shows that they can benefit from being featured on. So I think for our entrepreneurs who maybe haven't gotten to that point where they're able to expand or feel like they're kind of at the end of their wits where they're working, just like you said, hours upon hours every single day, they're putting in all of their energy. And really it's super important as entrepreneurs to be able to back yourself away, Mm -hmm. take that moment. Maybe it's in the morning, maybe it's in the evening, whatever feels right for your body, but taking time to meditate, like you said, take a breath and then also clarifying your messaging so that when you do speak, people listen versus people drowning out, you know, words just for words sake. So I think that that's really important to hear from successful entrepreneurs where you guys do take that time, take that step away and prioritize yourselves because in the beginning, that is not usually the case. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I look back to my first couple of years of being in business, like I don't even know how I was living. It was pretty insane. (laughs) Um, You know, like my nutrition consisted of like wine and cheese. Like I don't, <laughs> I guess in the beginning there is kind of this mentality of fake it till you make it. And then I kind of had this turning point of like, wait, I think I'm making it now. I don't have to, I don't have to fake <laughs> it anymore. But yeah, taking care of myself is the most important thing. And the, and even, yeah, it could start with, you know, they say with meditation, it only takes 17 seconds. So it could start with something as simple as meditating for 17 seconds a day. And then I found the more that I do, then the more that I want to do. And it just kind of keeps building up from there. So something that I really like to talk to entrepreneurs about is getting really niche with their businesses. That's something that's helped me dramatically. And I teach a lot of entrepreneurs about marketing skills through NYC Business Solutions. And this is something that comes up over and over and over again. When I first started my PR company, I was working with all types of consumer products and services. So I had, you know, an olive oil client and a band and a, you know, pet bed and like all different types of things. And I was really spreading myself thin, trying to represent all these different industries. And it was a lot of work. And after like two or three years, I decided to really focus down and specialize in the pet industry. And that is, you know, a a huge, I don't know, nugget or gift that I can share with you is that you can never be niche enough, especially as a small business owner. There's no need to try to be all things to all people because really all you're doing is being nothing to no one. The more specific I got with my offerings, the more referrals I got, the more business I got, because then anytime when I was networking, anytime anyone met anyone in the pet industry, they would refer them to me. It was like, oh yeah, let me refer Dana. And it was, and so really my business has been built almost exclusively from referrals. You know, I don't really 
I don't really do a lot to get new business. And a lot of that's not the case with a lot of PR firms. They're often, you know, pitching clients and things like that. That just isn't how it works for me. It's all incoming and I'm really grateful for that. But it's because I decided to niche down and focus on really pet products. You know, every once in a while I work with pet experts and other, sometimes I work with other industries, but really 90% of our business is pet products. And then everything's more streamlined. I know all the pet product people. I can call them, make one phone call and talk to them about a few different ideas and see what's working for them. So that was a really big game changer for me. Are you ready to learn the skills, strategies, and tools you need to work from home as a virtual administrative assistant? Come with me and learn how to leave your nine to five in only seven weeks. VA Fast Track is a seven week course that not only teaches you how to leave your nine to five, but also gives you the foundation for building a successful freelancing business as a virtual assistant. For more info, check us out at theraxcreative.com forward slash VA dash fast dash track, T-R-A-K. I love that you brought that up because so in the VA space, right, we talk about niching down and finding your niche and deciding, you know, what route you're going to take. And a lot of times it's, you know, I'm a graphic designer or I'm a social media manager or, you know, I'm an administrative assistant on the back end side. And what she's saying and what I just want to reiterate is that, yes, that is good, right? You are an entrepreneur. We got it. You are a VA. Awesome. But who specifically do you serve? Are you better fit with health coaches? Are you better fit with, you know, web designers? Like who is the actual client that you need to serve? So when we think about niching down, yes, classifying yourself as whatever it is, as, you know, social media manager, designer, whatever that is, that's awesome. And that's the first step. But then you have to take it a step further because if you don't know exactly who you're serving, you can't actually be an expert in your field, right? A hundred percent. And yeah, for example, with social media management, sure, you could represent all different types of industries and clients, Mm -hmm. but if you specialize in one area, then you get to know who the players are. And then you like have them on your speed dial and you're like, you know, you have a new project that comes along and you're like, I got the right person for this because you start to understand what they like, what they're interested in. You know, it's not just um, these blind, you know, pitches. It's actually like, starting to have relationships with different social media influencers and understanding what makes them tick and how you can be of service to them. And then it just benefits everybody. Wow. See, love these golden nuggets. That's, that's the juicy stuff. All right, cool. (laughs) So let's shift just a little bit. So obviously we know that you have multiple companies, which is amazing, but there had to have been areas that were challenging in your business or that honestly maybe even set you back or deterred you from wanting to move forward. I want to talk about those a little bit if you, if you're willing to share. Sure. I mean, so um, let's see, I've had my PR business for about 14, 15 years now, and there's been a lot of different phases of it. When I first started, I did start working from home. And then at one point I moved into an office and I had a whole team And then I moved it back to a home-based business. Um, So there's been, you know, just a lot of different transitions in how we operate. And in the very beginning, working from home was a challenge for me. You know, I found that I would procrastinate by 
having such easy access to the kitchen, I would go and like cook like a two hour gourmet, like chili and then, and, you know, rationalize it to myself that I have to eat. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I'm just like not checking my email or not working on anything. And now I love working from home. I love the freedom that I have from working from home, but it's not for everybody. And it's, you know, some people like going to a coffee shop or a a different place. Something else that I think is important with the whole working from home thing is, you know, being able to have the willpower to turn it off, you know, and have an, have an end time, you know, whether that's five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, but you know, just working endlessly into the night is, is just not, it's not healthy. That was something I had to, to kind of separate from. And then when I ended up getting an office, I had the physical separation of, I would go to the office, I'd work there and then I'd come back. And then I would find myself, you know, thinking of emails or different people that I wanted to send things to. And I'd go back to the office like at 2am and send the email. But at least it was like, not right in my space. So you kind of have to learn how you, you know, you operate and what's going to work for you. You know, I have some friends of mine that working from home is just, it's not that productive for them. And I am very diligent and have a lot of willpower and I've kind of trained myself how to, you know, make working from home work for me. Now it's amazing, but you know, it's kind of learning, you know, your working style. So when we talk about working style and just, you know, figuring out what your daily schedule is, do you have any advice in how to develop those healthier working habits inside of the home? So for instance, you know, how do you plan your day versus how do you plan your week? Any tips or advice there? Yeah, I think that, I think the most important thing is like having an end time, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like, especially in public relations and marketing, like there's always more work to do. Like it's, it's never done. There's always like more people to reach. Mm-hmm. And you, I just, I've had to just accept that, that, you know, it's, I've put in a full day, it's seven o'clock. It's time to like step away from the computer or step away from my phone. Or, you know, I, I often will put my phone in, in um, airplane mode. Um, just when I, you know, when I need to take a break mm-hmm. because it's very, um, easy to get sucked back in when there's like an Instagram ping or, you know, a LinkedIn message, there's so many apps and so many ways of communicating that, um, you know, sometimes I just have to say, you know what, I put in a full day. I make my to-do list for the following day. It's all good. It'll happen tomorrow. And, you know, put it, put it into silent mode and just have a little bit of downtime and with no screens, no screen time, you know, whether it's taking a walk or petting my cats or, you know, going to dinner or something, whatever it is, you know, for you, but it's important to have that turn off because, you know, just working and working and working all the time is, is not the way. It's impossible. And if you, if you want to try that method, by all means, try, try the method. I'm the, I'm the person who wants to try everything, right? Try the method, but I promise you will burn out. And then you will be back on this podcast, listening to our tips. And then you'll go into straight and narrow after that. Um, yeah. Burnout's to- real. Burnout's real. And you oh, don't God. want, you don't want to get there. You know, you don't want to get there. Um, it, it's hard to spring back from burnout. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you can 
learn and train yourself to be, have a better work-life balance that requires maintenance, it's really going to be stronger. I know it's like, it's sometimes it, if you're in it, it sounds counterintuitive, but it, it, you know, once you kind of make that shift in your thinking, it, it, everything just falls into place. Mm -hmm. So in tying all this together, I know that we wanted to talk a little bit about spirituality. How do you incorporate that into your daily life and then also your business? Great. Yeah. I'm very spiritual person. Um, and I, um, have a lot of faith and I, I pray a lot and my, my dance is actually often my prayers, mm. but, um, you know, something, there's a practice that I do that's energetic and can be kind of linked, um, to, to this, it's called emotional release. And so basically whenever there's, if ever I'm triggered by something, right. We're dealing with different personalities, different types of people. I can off, I, you know, sometimes get triggered and I've learned that when I get triggered, it's my own, it's not the other person's, you know, stuff. It's my stuff. And before, you know, angrily writing back or calling back or texting back or whatever, I try to release some of those negative emotions that I'm having. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. I had a couple of years ago, I had a PR client that had, you know, he had done something that pissed me off. I don't exactly remember what, but I was pissed off and he owed me money. Mm. And I was angry. I was really upset. And, and then I was supposed to have a call with him the next day. And so it was a Thursday night and I did some emotional release, which basically is like having a tantrum. Like I got some pillows out, I put some angry music on and I just like busted out, you know, just hands over my head and coming down on the pillows mm -hmm. and just releasing all of my negative energy, maybe for like 10, 15 minutes. You know, it's not even, doesn't take that long, but it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I released kind of my anger about the whole situation. And at 7 a.m., I barely, my alarm hadn't, you know, I hadn't even really gotten up yet. I had, my doorbell was ringing and I had a FedEx overnighted check from him for the full amount that he owed me. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, now I'm able to have this call with him today from a much better place. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that meeting was not going to be super cute if it hadn't happened. It, it was not going to be cute. <laughs> no. I think it's so important though, like finding what your release is. So I too am a dancer. Actually, I've trained since I was three and I, I coach a lot. Oh. Um, and dance has always been a release in a safe space because the thing about it guys is that what we do is stressful just in nature you're dealing with so many things there are dings going off all day long 80 people need you at once and everything is due right now or yesterday right mm -hmm. and you have to find what helps you to release whether that's dance whether that's going for a walk whether that's reading or whether it's you know going outside in nature and just screaming for five minutes like whatever that is as long as we're not hurting people i think we're good right so yes. you have to figure out what that is for you because it's going to be so essential when you begin to pick up and when that pace starts to quicken in your business and things are moving, you know, a mile a minute and you're trying to kind of grab hold and you don't want to white knuckle it. You want to enjoy the ride. Yeah. So. 
in order to do that, you have to figure out what your release is. And I love that you just let it out because if you don't, it's going to be channeled to someone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It lives, you know, it lives in your system until you release it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have to let it out. So I love that. Is there anything else that you want to talk about, discuss, impart knowledge on? Yeah, I would say, you know, just kind of with this question about spirituality is that, that that's the really the whole, if I'm really honest about it, that's the whole game. You know, I'm very focused on my energy and I write down my dreams and my goals and I do things to manifest them. And I, I do believe that the life I'm living right now, you know, is something that I've, I've manifested for myself. You know, I, I live on the beach. I, I have a lot of, of peace in my life. And there was a time when, you know, it was, it was much more stressful and hectic. Mm -hmm. And I think being specific about goals and about dreams and writing them down and sharing them and being witnessed in sharing them is huge. And it can feel risky and it can feel scary. And that's why it's magic and kind of putting out there and declaring to the universe what you want, you know, be ready because it, it'll happen. And I want to also just um, in talking about manifestation, which I honestly love, it's you're right. It is a completely scary thing to declare exactly what you're going to do or what your intentions are. Because most of the time we're like, what's the feedback going to be? But mm -hmm. I think that we need to ignore whatever that feedback is going to be, because if it's true to your heart, if it's true to yourself, you have to put it out there because it's going to come out one way or another. Like there's just, there's no getting around who you are, what your desires are. But when we talk about manifesting, one thing I believe that separates the entrepreneur from the non-entrepreneur is yes, we definitely have to get clear on our goals and clear in what we want to manifest in our lives. But we also have to take consistent daily action upon those manifestations yes. and those desires. And it doesn't have to be building Rome in a day, but it does have to be gaining one more bit of sand to build that foundation for Rome future, you know? Yeah, um, a thousand percent. That, yeah, like you, you have to keep your eye on that prize and you have to take action upon that. Otherwise you're just writing your thoughts and your desires down for no reason, just to get them out of your head. What would be, I guess, your advice in your manifestation practice, um, the easiest way to get into action? What works for me is, is creating space. And, and so, you know, my, you know, my favorite flavor of that is, is my hot yoga practice. Mm. And you know, I know it's not for everyone. It's pretty intense, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an intense, extreme person. I like the heat and I, I like being able to stretch in there. And something that there's an analogy that uh, my yoga teacher says is like, when you look at the forest, you don't see the trees grow, but they're growing every single day. And that's the consistency that happens with the hot yoga practice you know, I might not see the changes that are happening as they happen, but over time, because of the consistency, everything's changing. So it, it is really important to, to be diligent and be consistent. And like you said, you know, it isn't, it, it does help to get it out of your head and onto paper. Mm -hmm. Just that process makes it more real. And helps your mind not have so many things to hang on to. 
-hmm. Now it's, it can release that because you've written it down. So step one, write it down. Step two, think about how you can just create the wave. It's really it, right? Yeah. Oh, well, Miss Dana, we are going to go ahead and wrap up, but it has been a pleasure talking to you. I hope that those of you that are listening were able to get a few little nuggets from this conversation. I actually got a couple myself. <laughs> it's always nice to talk with a fellow entrepreneur who has already been through the struggles and the challenges that you know are to come ahead. So I appreciate you so much, Miss Dana. If you want, thank you. Can you, you. Can you tell us where to find you? Absolutely. So I love connecting on LinkedIn. You can find me under my name. And I also have DanaHumphrey.com or WhiteGatePR.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Dana K. Humphrey. Perfect. And I will include those details as always in the show notes below. Miss Dana, we are going to wrap this out. Let these people have their day. Thank you guys for listening. And I can't wait to see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for being here. It means the world to me that you not only want to be a part of this community as freelancers, that you're also trying to improve your business daily. All right, that is it for today. As always, you can catch me on Instagram at Brie underscore creative. But remember that eight and that A make a switch. You can also find me on Facebook in our virtual assistant creative community and on our website, theraxcreative.com. Have a beautiful afternoon, morning, or evening, whenever you're listening. And remember, you can do all things. You just have to remember that you are blessed, less stressed, and you're ready to impress. Bye, guys.